Today on episode 472 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we get a chat with two artists who have interactive art installations going on right now at the Gallivan Center. On this episode, we get a chat with Paige Tashner about the Purpods, and we also get a chat with Emily Nicolosi about Cora Loco. The Purpods by Paige Tashner and Cora Loco by Emily Nicolosi are currently located in downtown Salt Lake City and will be for the next several months. We get to talk about the collaboration with downtown Salt Lake City, and we are from dust, obstacles they face during the creation, and what motivates them to do what they do. We also get to talk about some other upcoming projects that both of them are working on. I tell you what, they are amazing women because I was like, if I had done that much work already, I would have been like, I'm retired. I'm amazing. Look at what I've done. And they're already back on it. They're already making more <laughs> it's stuff. It's like, what's the next project? It's incredible. So uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So before I do that some more, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Chrissy Hollifield. And my name is Chris Hollifield. And we are your hosts of the show. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. But if you're a new listener, you might be wondering what the show is all about. This show is all about showcasing amazing people in Salt Lake City, Utah. We get to talk to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, and more. Really anyone that might have a cool story to share. So like I mentioned at the very start, on this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Paige Tashner and Emily Nicolosi. We get to talk about an awesome art project that they are part of that is going on right now in downtown Salt Lake City at the Gallivan Center. Go check it out. If you get an opportunity uh, to go check this out, it's going on right now at the Gallivan Center. You can take your whole family. I know. It's so fun to bring kids to. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a great way to get out of the house right now, right? Absolutely. Anyway, let's jump into this conversation. I enjoyed chatting with them. Hopefully you enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening. Here we go. I don't know which one. I mean, let's get started. And, and I want to get talking about this art project. Uh, we got to go see. We got to go visit. Yeah, them. we got to go visit it uh, yeah. a few days ago, which is is beautiful, by the way, uh, right downtown in Gallivan. If you haven't uh, had an opportunity to check it out. But how did uh, this whole art project come about? I don't know which one of you wants to uh, talk about that, possibly. <laughs> we're both looking at each other do you mean like the the opportunity at the gallivan or just the the art projects themselves well the the, the one at the gallivan that you guys are part of together the um so so initially you guys had created these for something else and they got moved to the gallivan how like how did you get approached to do it or where was the uh initial concept for for your guys's projects yeah i i mean we both made our art projects for Burning Man originally. And then after the burn uh, in 2019, which was the last one, we were approached by um, an organization called uh, We Are From Dust. And they tried to place Burning Man art into uh, what we call the default world. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, uh, there's amazing art that goes to Burning Man every year but a lot of it doesn't find a home afterwards. And so they're trying to find places for this art. Um, So I think Paige and I both became introduced to them separately. And then they kind of hunted down this opportunity for us. The opportunity uh, being in downtown Salt Lake City. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Being a total, I don't really know much about Burning Man. I, I have a lot of friends who talk about it and go and everything. 
So th- I'm going to have a lot of dumb questions for you guys. Brace yourselves. No, there's no dumb uh, questions. No questions are dumb. Yeah. No well, questions are dumb. So these are pretty intense art projects. I mean, is this something that like you just do and bring to Burning Man for fun? Or is it like, is it, is there, is this like a bigger thing? You know, I mean that if that's just passion, good for you. Well, uh, some people do bring, I mean, I bring stuff for fun. I have a, a small art car that I bring for fun, but the cats were, I wrote a proposal and got a grant to bring them. So that helped. There was no way I could have done that without the help of the organization uh, at Burning Man to do that. Cause it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, it looks unless like you, it. you have a, a really good job or a really, really steady income. And as an artist, that's not usually uh, the case. So that's my end for my cats anyway. Emily, how about Emily's project? Gosh, uh, I don't know for fun. <laughs> it, I don't know. It's, it's, um, for the love of a little more for the, for the love of. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't create the, um, the projects to make any kind of money. <laughs> no, that's awesome. There were other reasons. <laughs> so, I, and I guess we can kind of explain these to listeners. You, you came up with the Coro Loco is your art project. Yes. The three dimensional heart glittering with thousands of, I'm going to destroy this word, dichroic. Plexiglass squares. (laughs) It sounds scientific. And so that's really cool. Sorry, I'm just doing a quick little intro to to the art projects. And then the other one is the perpods. The the perpods, yeah. Perpods. So I guess, yeah, we'll probably want to tackle a little bit of them one by one, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't... Two artists, two projects. Well, the perpods, I'm kind of curious about these because I was actually looking online a little bit about them and I kind of saw some pictures on there of you moving them to Utah and transporting them. And somewhere it said these cats are supposed to purr or something. And I don't remember them purring when I Mm -hmm. went to go see them at Gallivan. I don't, are they supposed to purr here in Utah or was that just kind of an initial initial thing? Yeah, no, they do. They do purr. Um, Do you, did you see them during the day? Oh, it was in the evening time. Oh, okay. So there are three on each cat. There are three petting pads and they look like just floating because the cats are made of uh, metal rings and there are three floating ones. So it looks like there's just like these rings floating. And when you touch those, those, it triggers the purring. Oh, we're going to have to go back and try so you that. Have to, you, have to, you have to pet them. Wow. So That's we totally so cool. missed this, Chrissy. I did, so what it I is, 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 a, is a, it's a clear, clear acrylic disc mounted... And then there's a metal ring mounted to the acrylic disc. So there's a circle that's kind of floating and that is the, the petting pad. Okay. So that's listeners, so cool. if you're listening to this, go check these cats out. So they're right. Uh, it's like, was that keys on main? That's the, that's where the cats are on that side of Gallivan. I think, what is there? Three of them. I think there's three of them here in Salt Lake city, right? Or is there, are there were there only two there? I there's saw two. two of them. Okay. So yeah, I made three <laughs> and two of them are in Salt Lake. So let's talk about this. Why did they come to Salt Lake City? Like what? Uh, let's let's talk about this with the listeners. And I'm curious a little bit more, too, is uh, how they ended up here, of all places, Salt Lake City, Utah. How do we get so lucky? Uh, like Emily said, um, the people, we are from Dust. Um, one of the members 
lives in Park City, so she's like familiar and and works with the uh, the Downtown Alliance. And I, I think either she, she approached them or they approached her to like, let's put some Burning Man art out here. And so we are from dust approached Emily and myself to bring our art. And mine was already placed um, in Richmond, California at a place called Point San Pablo Harbor with other Burning Man art. Um, and that was going really well. Like people, cause during COVID, you know, no one was going anywhere and you know, you can't go into museums and all this stuff. So they, um, people would come and, and could interact with the art without really being around a lot of people. And, you know, everybody needs art. So, um, and I think the plan for Salt Lake was bringing life back into the downtown area and having art to go see since the, the Christmas events were kind of canceled. It was just like a, it was a morale boost for the, for downtown. It's a very cool addition to downtown. How it really is. And then they're going to be here. I've heard through like April, what kind of challenges, were there any challenges of, of bringing, like, how does, how does one transport, transport that? I mean, just, just on a big flatbed, I guess, truck or something without breaking it. I would break it. It was um, just that good. Yeah. (laughs) It was a really quick turnaround. And the challenge, Emily also mentioned uh, being in the default world, the cats lived on the desert for, however many weeks they were out there. And then they were on drain gravel. So because it was more of an outdoor space, kids could climb on it. It was okay. Well, we were bringing it into a downtown place with pavers and more potential of lawsuits. And so there's things we had to think of really fast. And my shopmates ended up making the platforms that the cats are on, are on in two weeks, less than two weeks. Oh wow! And they're they're shaped and designed like I laid out all the rings and stuff, so they they kind of complemented the cats. That was an insane turnaround to get there, and it was a big flatbed truck, and I had to rally. I have a lot of um, friends from Burning Man that live in uh, the Salt Lake area, and they they showed up, and Emily's crew showed up and helped me move these cats off of this low low rise flatbed by hand because we're not allowed to drive a forklift on the paver. So it was just, it was little nuts, but we did it. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. And then Cora Loco, did you make that in Salt Lake City or where was this built at? Because even though you're from Salt Lake City, Emily, I mean, this had to get transported somewhere at some time, right? Yeah. Yeah. We built it in Salt Lake City, but it's built to totally come apart. And because we had to bring it to Burning Man and then back here. And then obviously we set it up again. Well, actually we brought it to Venice beach and back, and then we set it up at the Galvin. So our project breaks down into a small trailer that we're able to take around. Venice beach. What, what was going on down in Venice beach that you took it to? Um, We brought it to the Venice afterburn in, in Venice beach, which is, you know, there's there's a lot of events that happened after Burning Man that are sort of like decompression type of events or just just little parties, <laughs> really. But a place for people to get together after like experiencing some shock of of um, trying to reintegrate after uh, the big event. And I'm looking here on a on a website. I'm not even sure this is like a Google sites.google.com. It says you can rent the Cora Loco. It's available for rental or buyout. Explain that. 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like um, what we're trying to do with it at the Galvin Center. So the the Downtown Alliance rented it, the Purpods and Cora logo from each of us oh, okay. to oh, wow. display. Yeah, and sure, I mean, yeah, we would... I mean, we had to crowdfund all of the money that it took to build Coraloco, and we had a we had a really good Kickstarter campaign, but we overspent our budget a little bit, and so <laughs> it's so easy. It, to it do. is really easy to do. <laughs> um, we're we're still looking for more opportunities. We'd like to to continue to have a life after the Galvin. Maybe go some other places. And so that's the same thing with the Purpods then. People could rent those if they wanted to. Oh my gosh, for my 40th birthday party? <laughs> I want those there because <laughs> I have the money. <laughs> so where is the third cat then? Sorry, to go back to you, Paige, then I, I don't think we asked yet where the third cat is. I donated the third cat to the American Museum of the House Cat in North Carolina. The It's a... A museum, it's basically a collection, a personal collection of this gentleman who runs a no-kill cat shelter and he helps the community like catch feral cats and fix them and, and they do low-cost spay and neutering. It's, it's like a, a program near and dear to my heart. And this gentleman actually reached out to Burning Man before it started and, and pleaded, anyone that has a cat sculpture, would you donate it so I can bring more people into my museum? And I'm like, how could I not do that? So Harold has Scooby-Doo. So the cats are Vega, Luna, and Scooby-Doo, named after my kitties that I've lost. And so Scooby-Doo is in North Carolina. Um, but as soon as like it went in February of 2020, and I bought a plane ticket, and I was ready to go help him install it, and then boom, pandemic. So it's like the cat's in his driveway right now as, as, as at home. So, um, and the museum's closed till further, until he can reopen it. He's 86. So he goes, I don't want to get sick. So just keep donating to the museum. There's a cat. There's a big cat here. Eventually you'll get to see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, what's it called when you, you pay towards your TV before you get it. All right. We're going to take just a couple of minutes and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. I love these guys, utahmarijuana.org. Hey, they are your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I want to give a quick shout out to Tim Pickett. Remember him from episode 420 uh, when we talked to him and we brought him on the podcast. Now he's a sponsor of the podcast with utahmarijuana.org. Hey, they have a team of medical experts and they make getting your medical card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. With over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. Hopefully you seriously wrote that down. Green 25 is going to get you $25 off your visit. And if you're in the West Valley City area, they have a location for you. It's located at 3615 West, 1987 South, Building 8 in West Valley City. So depending on where you're located in the valley, they have a location just for you. Hey, isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. Thank you. 
So what did you think of, uh, let's talk about your thoughts about Salt Lake City before I forget to ask you this one, Emily, or not Emily, you're from Salt Lake City. Paige, when you got a visit here, what do you, what do you think of Salt Lake City as a, as an outsider? It was really pretty. I mean, I, I was like literally across the street in the hotel across the street. So I didn't wander too much, but I did get to, I went to a, a Burning Man party in the outside. It was like a, they only let a few people in at a time. It was an outdoor area, like in the, is it the Utah Arts Alliance? Is that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Burning Utah, Man yeah. artists. Yeah, Utah Arts yeah, Alliance. So yeah, so we went, I went down there. And got to see big art, but everything was like, we were so spaced apart. It was really strange, but it was fun. So I got to see that and talk to um, people that live there, my friends that live there. It was just so, it was really pretty, but I didn't see a lot of it. I didn't have a lot of time. That's so fair. unfortunately, you know, I didn't go and I didn't eat any restaurants. I didn't, you know, really go sightseeing because everyone's very, you know, trying to stay away from each other. So but it was pretty. The drive I drove from California. Now, where is that? Where you're at currently in California? Yeah, I'm in Richmond, California, which is the um, East Bay, which is across the bay from San Francisco. Okay, okay, very cool. Very. Now, was that your first time ever coming to Salt Lake City, or I mean, you said you had friends here or anything? I didn't know if you visited here in the past. I've never done an official visit. I've driven around Salt Lake in my VW bus on my way, like driving, <laughs> but I haven't been into Salt Lake. So that was my first time. And then I'll go back again when I take the, the kitties home. Um, hopefully, you know, spend a couple more days, maybe go on a hike or something. I hope so, Paige. I'll take you around. Stay a little extra. <laughs> Yay! 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 We did go to that one garden that's got the weird sculptures. Oh, dude. Gilgal. The Kilgal Gardens? The guy's back here. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's so cool. You I've would absolutely been. love it. Oh, you've never been there, Emily? Kilgal? Oh, my no. gosh. It's Where got, uh, it's got it's Joseph like Smith face on a sphinx body. It's one of the statues. It's right on by, by Trolley Square downtown. Really? Gosh, I've got to go see it. What the? It's a person's backyard, so you can't see it from anywhere. You have to kind of know where it is. Or it was originally so a person's cool. backyard. Yeah. It's just like right... Uh, yeah. Wow. It's cool. We have some really killer art it's here. Trippy. Back to this Coro Loco. How long did something like that take to put together? Like from the con, like to make it, to build it. I mean, how, what's the correct terminology there to say? Put it together? Yeah. To yeah. build it. Yeah. Oh gosh. It took a long time. Um, for six months or so, pretty intensely working on it. I mean, it was just, it was a real like engineering challenge and like all of the, all of me and all my friends who like are working on these art projects, like none of us are like professional artists or like engineers or anything. Oh, you guys are not professional artists? We're just, we just like do this on the side. Holy um, crap. Oh my God, your kitty's so cute. I know. I was um, trying not to be like, kitty, there's a kitty on the screen. <laughs> he really wants to show his butt. Uh, anyway, yeah, so it took. It took a while because we had to figure out like, okay, like we, we had the concept, you know, we're going to make this heart. It's going to be this big. We're going to use, we, we really like the dichroic stuff. Um, so we're like, we're going to use that. But then we had to sit there and be like, okay, like what materials are we going to use? All right. We're going to, you know, use steel. How are we going to bend the steel? Oh, you know, we're going to call our buddy Micah who, you know, does a little bit of welding and 
ask him if we can borrow his, he actually has a manual steel bender where you turn a wheel. So we went up to Park City, went to his shop and like literally bent the the two sides of the heart by hand on this wheel. And then, you know, figured out like, you know, obviously we need to get some volume there. So we put that PVC in like kind of like ribs and we had to figure out how we were going to attach that to the two sides of the heart and we like came up with these brackets and I mean it was a lot of like trial and error and like we don't really know what we're doing we're just gonna kind of try stuff out and like see if it works and a lot of consulting with like different people like I I would even call my dad up because he's pretty good with this kind of stuff and be like hey dad what do you think about this or like calling up other friends and asking them by the time we got to the the actual squares because there's like over 2,000 squares on the heart. That was just like a lot of tedious manual labor. So we would have these just square parties, we would call them, where we would call up all our friends and be like, hey, we're having a square party. Like, you want to come over? Like, get some beers. <laughs> we'll sit on the patio and like just sit there. And we had these tiny pieces of copper that they're all individually wrapped. Each square is wrapped together, these pieces of copper. Um, that we had laser cut. So we were making these strips, you know, that that come down the heart. And then when we put it up, we weave them together with fishing line. That's why it takes so long wow. <laughs> to do. So yeah, it was a lot of trial and error, I would say. And just like getting together with our friends and, and like doing it and figuring it out. It was really fun, actually. <laughs> it's like it. looking at it. I mean, the the shape of it, I can see all of the challenges that you're talking about. It's got such a really cool, unique heart shape. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to make a, like a heart, it comes together right at the bottom on this one point, which is kind of an engineering challenge. Like how do you get it to balance, to hold all the weight on this one little point? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. And there's an Etsy store that people can purchase from as well to support the artists of this project. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, I'll put that link with this podcast uh, episode notes on, on the website at I Am Salt Lake. If uh, That way people can just click through there, go check out the Etsy store and support you guys. And they're super cute. You can buy little tiny dichroic plexiglass hearts. I'm, I'm going to yeah. keep saying it weird because I'm not going to say it right. <laughs> You're saying it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, the... Um, the stuff on our Etsy shop is actually engraved with different designs. And it, it's really cool because the dichroic is kind of like a mirror. And so you see the design and then you see it reflected. They're kind of cool. They're so neat. Wow. Do you, uh, okay, uh, Paige, do you also have an Etsy store? Let's let's start buying your stuff. I do not. That's very brilliant, though. You should make little cats. I'm making <gasps> smaller cats, though. Oh my gosh, you totally should. That would be so cool. Wait, so you said you are making smaller cats. Yes. And I if my house wasn't such a disaster, I'd walk you over and show you the two models that are on my kitchen table. But that's not gonna happen. You don't need to you don't need to show us. That's fine. Uh but why why are you making smaller ones? Just for fun? Are you gonna do something with them or what's the story there? Well, yeah, I'd like to make so I made what I call peekaboo purpods, which are like the top half of the sculptures. I use the same form that I made the big cats and just made these little half cat heads that look like this cat's coming out of a garden or coming out of, I say it, it, 
equate it to like looking at a hippo coming out of the water, but it's a cat. And I um, powder coated them all these amazing colors and sold a bunch of them. And then I have a bunch on my roof right now with lights on them. And they're really cool. So I'm like, I can transport, you know, like six of these at a time. And I delivered them. It was awesome. And it, it was still a, you know, pandemic thing. But I could just say, here's your cat head and drop it off. So I decided to make smaller cats. So they're, they're more accessible. Like, you know, people aren't going to be able to be able to buy a giant 13 foot cat sculpture. I mean, Even though we they'd like one. to, but I don't, yeah. I don't think they want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really cool so, idea. Um, so I'm making smaller ones, but it, again, like Emily was saying, it took, it took a long time to figure out how to make the big cats. I'm not an engineer. I'm not, I can barely weld. And I, as far as free forming stuff, I tried, I spent six hours trying to bend metal to a shape and it's like, uh Oh, I better figure something out. Like I had already received word that I was getting a grant and I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> so, oh, so you got the I grant without any fast. idea of how you were going to build it or what you were going to build? I had an idea, but I, and I kind of had the idea of the materials, but I didn't have a clue what that would entail. I don't have the tools. Like I would have had to borrow benders and, you know, I tried. Oh my God. It was, it was a nightmare. Um. I didn't figure out the, I figured out how to do the form. I came up with the idea of scanning actual 3D toy cats and then make 3D printable where we could blow them up and make pieces that I could weld over the top. And it ended up working out really great. A friend of mine is a 3D whiz and she found 3D models. She used my models. She was like, screw that. We can get better ones for free online. So we found 3D models and she found a free program that turns them into slices that you then convert them to be laser cut. So we made giant slotted wood cats. Then I paper mache with drywall plaster and welded over those so so that wouldn't catch on fire. So I'm going to do the same thing, but a third scale. That sounds like a really intense process. It was nuts. I remember watching your progress on Instagram page. It was so cool the way that you did it. I'm sure it was really, I mean, I was like, wow, that is like a lot of work. <laughs> but the way it's you did it was so cool. It's a lot of work. <laughs> well, I was just going to say people can go to your Instagram and see the process of these cats then it sounds like. Yeah, I, I try to document everything I do. It's um, uh, laser eyes of love. Laser eyes of love. All right. Man, looking at yeah. look, You know when you take pictures of-, of cats and their eyes are glowing? Oh, yeah. The reflectors. Yeah. I try to document everything I do. So I want people to know I didn't know what I was doing. You can also do something you don't know how to do. Ta-da. Here you go. To be fair, in these pictures, it really looks like you know what you're doing. It looks like (laughs) very, very professional. It's so cool. Yeah, I would recommend anyone to go check it out. It's fun to see like how you made it from point A to point B. Yeah. And point A was, point A was I had to have someone draw a picture for me. I said, I have it in my head. I'll know what it isn't because she was a better illustrator than I was. And it, it took a few rounds, but she finally came up with, I went, yes, that's what I'm seeing in my head. And then we went from there. Any future projects? Do either one of you have like any future big projects? If you're not uh, totally exhausted. That you care to share? <laughs> 
Yeah, we do. Actually, right now we're we're building it down at the Utah Arts Alliance space down kind of by the train station. Okay. Oh, right, right, yeah. They have a property there where the Make Salt Lake is there, which is the maker space. It's really cool. And they have a little warehouse there that we're renting right now to work on our new project. Our new project is really different than Cora Loco. It's actually four different structures that are interconnected. Um, it's much larger. So the biggest structure is like 16 feet high, 25 feet wide. And then there's three smaller structures. And kind of the premise is so uh, my background is I am a researcher in the field of climate change, climate change mitigation. And so I really want to do something related to that for our next project. And so this project is called the Prism of Possibilities. And um, it's like a really interactive kind of immersive installation where you can explore different possible climate futures depending on humanity's actions. So in the middle, there's the big structure and it looks like a prism and it's kind of like an interdimensional train station that you go inside and it has three doors and each door leads you to a different structure. Each structure is a different potential climate future and you can go into each of these smaller structures and figure out what happened in each scenario. So it's, like a big, it's a big project that it's taking now now more than a year. <laughs> so we're still working on it. So who is, are, are you guys working on it together? Or is this something that like just you, Emily, are working on here? Oh, God, no. Well, not um, just you, but. Yeah, it's uh, me. Um, primarily uh, because of COVID, our, our team is really a lot smaller than previously. Um, so it's mostly me, my husband, and our buddy, Steve. And yeah, you so, always have to have yeah. a Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that we go so down cool. and, and uh, we just work on it on at night and on weekends. Wow. What are you planning? Is it something that you're taking to Burning Man? Is that what you're working on? Yeah. So we got a grant from Burning Man to bring this project to Burning Man last year. And Burning Man last year was canceled. And so they've rolled our grant over to this year. We still don't know if Burning Man is happening this year. If it doesn't happen this year, then this project will go the year after. But we're really hoping to be able to display it in Salt Lake City uh, before that. Oh man, that would be so we keep cool. Keep you guys like, posted about that. Yeah, that would be, be so cool. cool to go check out. Yeah, keep us posted and we'll share with the listeners, you know. Okay, go check this out. You know, remember Emily from the podcast when she was on, you know? Go get your mind blown. What about you, Paige? Are you working on well, you're working on uh, the cats. The cat heads. The cat heads, yeah. But are you thinking of like this, trying this, to do Well, even the cat more? heads I've done. I'm making the smaller cats, the actual small versions of the current cats. And then I have a ridiculous, a really ridiculous idea that I'm going to sit on for a while because it's, um, it's, it'd be so expensive to build, but it's, um, it's very cat themed. I'm just all about cats. So, but it's a giant cat in a pose where it's, you know, it's butts in the air, but you can go inside the cat. And sit on hair, you know, hairball pillows, and it's lit inside with you know you uh, like black lights, and then it'd be um, UV reactive 
bird bones, fish bones, mouse bones, like hanging like like oh, mobiles. Like in the stomach. And you're in there and you can lean against you're in the the belly oh of the God. kitty, but the the front part of the cat is um its eyes are disco balls and so is its butthole. Okay, uh, that's amazing. It's so amazing, Paige. I cannot wait to see it. It's just ri- <laughs> ridiculous. But um everyone I've talked to they're like, yes, you need to do this. Oh, Birdie Man said, No, we're not gonna give you money for that. But what? I'm still gonna you try to make to it, it somehow. I wanna be so. an investor. <laughs> I, I wanna invest <laughs> in this too. this cat. <laughs> I want one in it's my called, backyard to invite called, friends um, to. Disco it's, it's called disco cat butt. And Bernie Man said no. Paige, is there a place we can contribute to the project? Not yet, but I'm I'm glad getting feedback on this. We're gonna start pushing you. We're gonna we we gotta push you to make money or at least have people help. Let's start some Kickstarters. Seriously. (laughs) So there's a few. Normally, there's a few Salt Lake City related questions that we ask people that come through here. But I know Paige doesn't live in Salt Lake City, so this could be kind of fun to to uh, maybe even or maybe just more directed to Emily. We'll see how it goes here. One of the questions that we ask people is like when family and friends visit us in Salt Lake City or in the, you know, in the area, what what's the tour that we take them on? So I was just wondering, I mean, we kind of already talked about Gilgal Gardens. I mean, that was kind of Paige's recommendation right there. But Emily, I mean, what what about you? I mean, is there do you have like any places that you take people to or like to show off when they when they come to town to visit? I always love to take people up to the mountains. I'm actually I'm not from here. So I feel like the most extraordinary thing about Salt Lake City is the fact that we have this amazing national forest that is right there. So winter, winter, whether someone skis or not, I'll take them up and just have them look and be amazed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or if it's summertime, you know, do a hike or something. Um, but yeah, that I lo- I really like taking people to Antelope Island. It's kind of a fun excursion. You can like see the bison, which is pretty cool. It's like being on a safari. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe a trip to Red Iguana. That's another question we ask is favorite local eating spots. I don't know if Paige mentioned, uh, a restaurant? Yeah, that she got a nibble at while she was Any here. Any good food you tried while you were in town? Yeah. Actually, I ate at the, is it the Monaco? The Hotel, Hotel Monaco? Monaco, yeah. Yeah, it was right across, it's right across from the Gallivan Center where I stayed. And their food is so good. Okay. I've never been Really there. good. It looks really good. I've seen pictures. And I had a really, really lovely cocktails there too. So it was tasty. I just like ordered it to go and took it to the room. <laughs> That's the way to do it. And Emily, you were mentioning red iguana. Uh, any other favorites, favorite local eating spots? Are you like? um, you know, I actually live up in, in Cottonwood Heights and around here. I like to take people to the hogs wallow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great local spot that often has live music. It's like kind of historical. So it's got like a, an interesting vibe to it. Um, and they have a really nice patio out back. Very cool. I love that's a great place. place. Yeah. Isn't that the place with the huge nacho, that huge plate of nachos that they bring out if you get nachos? I don't know, but our friend Clark plays there a lot with his band because I've gone there many times to watch them. Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking of porcupine. I was thinking of porcupine nachos. The food at Hogswallow is actually like you would think for a pub, you wouldn't be expecting much, but it's actually really good. Okay. Okay. We'll have to try it out. We'll have to try it out. 
Well, it's been so fun to have the two of you on the podcast and, and finding out about, uh, you know, these, these, uh, art pieces that are downtown for people to go check them out at the Gallivan Center. I was, I was told, you know, pretty much up through April of, of tw- this year, 2021, the people can go check it out. Uh, but was there anything you guys were hoping we would talk about uh, before we wrap this up? I mean, why the why the microphones are hot? Was there anything you were hoping to share about these these uh, art pieces or anything? I'll say one thing really quick, which I think both Paige and I were kind of both hinting at, which is that you know both of us are. I mean, and and our crews, you know, don't have a lot of experience coming in to build these bigger art projects, and that's. Something that like I think we both hope that people like take away when they when they see our art. And that's kind of part of the the real Burning Man spirit, which is just like you take you you have an idea and you just figure out how to do it. Like you don't have to be a professional. It's all about um having this kind of like self-expression and creativity and um figuring out as a team. So that I hope is I think a takeaway. For yeah, listening. You know, I really love that because it's like you're you're not yeah, just don't be afraid. It's and it's never too late, never totally. too late to start. Yeah, I know it's, it's that's also really good truth. advice. And I mean, I think some of us, uh, I experienced that a lot. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm too old to do this, or I'm too old to start this. You know, I'm too, or I, was, I never learned how to yeah, do it. So. You know, you, or I'm going to break my bones or something if I fall. And well, I'm still never going to ski because I am too old <laughs> and I am a klutz. So we that just. That's not going to happen. Anything snowshoe. else? Snowshoe. Just do snowshoe. Yeah, that's nice and safe. Do you care to uh, mention any website address that people can check out more of your stuff or any links? I know I have a lot of links that I'll put on the website at IamSaltLake.com. I know a lot of them are kind of hard to kind of rattle off uh, vocally, but I don't know if there's any you want to share. Mine's pretty easy. It's perpods.art. Okay. And then I have my other project, Stardust, is wearestardust.art. And that's another Burning Man project that I did. But again, it's I hope that people understand that it's like I have did not know what I was doing. So they can do that too. Yay. <laughs> well, that's what's so amazing because I honestly coming into – I had no idea you guys weren't professional artists who were – I thought you were hired to build these things because they are like incredible. They're incredibly – intricate and you know the angles are gorgeous and just looks i was like holy crap how'd she do look at all that welding you know like i could never do that i mean it's just it's really really cool to see people like see that you have a creative idea and you just go for it it's so inspirational uh-huh. Thank you. So you can do I, it too. <laughs> uh, I'll probably just watch you guys because you're pretty awesome. But it's um, it's really cool. We have so we have in terms of like if you want to follow what we're doing, we mostly put our stuff on Instagram because it's like very visual, so it's easy. And you, Coro Loco is just at Coro underscore Loco, and the Prism of Possibilities is at Prism dot of dot possibilities and you can follow our build on that one very cool awesome and like i said i'll put all those links at iamsaltlake.com with this episode uh like links and and notes pages and and whatnot so if people are driving or didn't get a chance to write it down just go there 
Yeah, and this is going to be, you're going to want to check out this art. So yeah, seriously, this is a it. very visual thing for people to go check mm-hmm. out and to go experience it. Go check it out down at Gallivan. It's worth the, the drive downtown, wherever you live. It's worth the parking. Uh, worth the parking. Go make a day of it. Go grab lunch somewhere. The little train goes yeah, right by th- there. That's, oh, that's true, right. too. You can take the tracks. tracks, get off right there. The KUTV channel, too. What is that stop? The main street? Is that? I don't know. what. Probably. But, uh. Yeah. yeah. Well, very cool. Chrissy has a final question that she asks everybody that comes through. I'm going to have her ask you, the both of you, because I'm sure you guys could give some sort of answer. Anyway. Some sort of advice. Yeah. I'll let yeah. Chrissy take it away. Thank you for awesome. doing the podcast with us. And uh, you guys have a, a great rest of your evening. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. You bet. Yeah. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you guys so much. This was really, really fun. I love hearing all of your stories and like how you actually did everything. Um, before we let you go. Could you each leave our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by? Readdressing the, you know, it's never too late to do something creative or or try is um, always ask for help. Ask your friends. Like, I don't know how to do that. Do you know how to do this? Do you want to try to figure out how to do this? And it's amazing. You immediately start to collaborate together and make like, I have this crazy idea. You want to, you guys were already like into the whole cat butt thing the disco cat butt. So that's that I just planted a seed. So, you know, just ask, ask for help. And it's amazing what you can accomplish with that. What what about you, Emily? Gosh, I'm sitting here trying to think as Paige is talking. That's such a good one. Um, I guess for me, when I, when I think back about this project, it was kind of a lot of it was just about like taking a leap you know, into, into something new and something that was like a little bit scary. And I don't know, I think sometimes you just have to like grab onto the edge and jump off and try something. (laughs) Thanks again to Paige Tashner and Emily Nicolosi for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our podcast website at IamSaltLake.com slash 472. And that's for episode 472. Hey, and while you're on the website, dig through some of those back episodes. I mean, yeah, we man. got, well, 471 we've, we've like other. 400-ish people. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, and they're all super badass. So you should get to know them. Hey, before we wrap up this week's episode of the podcast, I want to mention a couple of ways that you guys can support the podcast. First and foremost, you can leave a five-star review in Apple Podcast. This costs you nothing, yet it lets other people know what you think of the podcast. Exactly. You get to share your experience with other people so they know what to expect when they're looking for things to know and people to do in Salt Lake City. I know you read reviews before you subscribe to oh a my podcast, gosh. Chrissy. I read like probably five pages of reviews before I listen to an episode because I have to know... It's like, don't read the comments, but read the comments, you know, do it, guys, do it. Another way you can support the show is by becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. Go check it out. Find out what the different perks, the different levels are at patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. Hey, you have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city this week. I think it's going to be beautiful. Shouldn't be too much snow out there this week. Uh, Support local. And we'll see you next week on the next episode of I am Salt Lake podcast. And good night, Grammy.